Hello and welcome to Fresh Dialogues. I'm Alison Van Diggelen. I'm not one to use hyperbole very often, but when the Financial Times calls someone a superstar, I'm apt to repeat the title, especially if the person in question is so humble that he insists his impact is a mystery. Adam Grant is a Wharton School professor and influential author. Lately, he's become a superstar management thinker, according to the FT's Andrew Hill. I had the great pleasure of interviewing Adam last month about his new book, Think Again, and his wise words have resonated with me ever since. But even superstars can be upstaged. This week's podcast features a rare appearance from my dear old dog, Mookie. When BBC presenter Fergus Nicholl asked me about the idea of adding COVID border controls between states in America, Mookie couldn't help but share his perspective. You can hear clearly he's not a fan. I look forward to sharing more of Adam's insights in my next podcast on why kindness builds resilience, what Malcolm Gladwell taught him about writing books and the upsides of anger and frustration, and who hasn't experienced some frustration over this last year. Grant even suggests we think again about Elon Musk. According to Grant, despite his ruthless manager reputation, Musk scores off the charts on one far-reaching measure of kindness. Here are highlights of our BBC discussion this week. Fergus Nicholl was the host, and we were joined by Karen Lima, Bureau Chief for the Reuters News Agency in Manila. Here's Fergus. This is Business Matters on the BBC. Now, if you're a regular listener to the programme, you know that uh, we talk to a lot of people who help us to understand business, the way we should approach business, the way our workforce works most effectively in the workplace. And especially perhaps now as we come out of the coronavirus pandemic, or as in some cases we continue to to struggle with it. Now, Alison, I know you've been talking to someone who's a a bit of a management guru in this respect, uh, who maybe have a a few pointers for us in terms of management style. Yes, indeed. Uh, I recently interviewed Wharton School professor and superstar management psychologist Adam Grant. He has a new book out called Think Again, and he urges us all to nurture more open minds. So I asked him to share his recipe for how to identify our biases and our blind spots and become less dogmatic and more scientific in our decision making. And so here he explains why he's been called a logic bully and why Malcolm Gladwell is on his challenge network. Well, I think the first step is to catch yourself when you slip into preaching, prosecuting, or politicking, right? So I think we're all vulnerable to these mindsets. When you're in preacher mode, you believe you've already found the truth and you're just trying to proselytize it. When you're in prosecutor mode, you're trying to win an argument and prove your case. And if you stop there, you're not going to do much rethinking because you've already decided that you're right and everyone else is wrong. And then in politician mode, you're trying to win the approval of an audience through campaigning and lobbying. And you might tell them what they want to hear, but you're probably not changing what you really think. And one of the things that I've found incredibly helpful, actually, since writing Think Again is to ask myself, okay, how much time did I spend in each of those modes today? And I catch myself regularly going into prosecutor mode. When I think somebody is wrong, I just, I feel like it's my moral responsibility as a social scientist to bring them sharper logic and stronger evidence. And then I, I've been called a logic bully. Uh, I, you know, I, I just, I start bombarding people with data and with reasons, and they tend to either attack or withdraw, which doesn't go well. So shifting into scientist mode for me is about reminding myself to value humility over pride 
and curiosity over conviction. My goal is to not let my ideas become my identity. And I think the easy way to apply this is to say, you do not have to go invest in a microscope or a telescope. You don't have to walk around wearing a lab coat. Thinking like a scientist just means when you have an opinion or you have a piece of knowledge, just recognize that's just a hunch. It's a hypothesis. And you, you want to test it. It might be true. It might be false. And if you want to test it, that means you have to look for reasons why you might be wrong, not just the reasons why you must be right. You have to listen to ideas that make you think hard, not just the ones that make you feel good. And you have to surround yourself with people who challenge your thought process, not just the ones who agree with your conclusions. That's a really good summary. I like it. You know, you frame it again in driver's ed terms. We've all got blind spots and we have, you know, in our cars, it's fine. We've got mirrors, we've got sensors. So how do we recognize our blind spots, our cognitive blind spots, how to recognize them and then rectify them? Well, it's pretty hard to see them, right? Because we, there, isn't, there isn't a sensor or a mirror that's built into our brains, unfortunately. I think usually the best sensors and mirrors are other people. Uh, I think most of us, when we look to other people, we lean on our support network, the people who, uh, who cheerlead for us, who reassure us, who encourage us. But to see our blind spots, we need a challenge network, a group of thoughtful critics that we trust to tell us the things that we do not want to hear, but we need to hear. Absolutely fascinating. Alison, you, you cannot disagree with any of that, but you think, man, he's swimming against the tide right now. Yes, that's true. Although we've had a, a leadership change in the United States, if he was espounding that during the Trump administration, you know, it would be a harder battle. But I think uh, the scientists are winning right now, certainly in the COVID fight in the United States. We're listening to the scientists. And I know in the, in the United Kingdom, too, it's the scientists that are taking the stage rather than Boris Johnson or, or his team. Karen, and I what think did, that's a good thing. Karen, what did you make of, uh, of what uh, Professor Grant said? It's actually very interesting for me, especially the preacher, prosecutor. That's something new to me. And and I think for, for us, I think it's for me personally, I'd be open to listening to all of these things. It's anything that can help you ride the tide and, you know, be a better manager or leader in any environment you are in. And sometimes you feel like you're just, you know, slugging it out. (laughs) But it would be good to find. (laughs) I think it would be nice to know if there's some structure that you can rely on just so you could, you know, help you find your footing and and your direction. Yeah, very interesting. Very briefly, uh, Alison, by swimming against the tide, I was really thinking kind of in social media contexts as well, where, you know, he's he's kind of the anti-echo chamber argument. And, and, and I guess that is crucial in the workplace. That's true. Yes. Having the challenge network. I, yes, I understand what you mean. Especially, now, yes. especially sorry I, to interrupt, what you were saying at the beginning of the show, if listeners have hung with us this long, they'll remember you were talking about that at the beginning of the show in the context of AI. That's right, that AI is only as good as the inputs. And that's why it's so important for all these tech companies and anyone working in the AI business, they need to have diverse teams so that there is a challenge network. There are people from different ethnic backgrounds and men and women and um, transgender people who are contributing so that they can flag up oh, you've overlooked this because we all have biases Mm. and it's a case of 
being exposed to people who challenge us and being open to their feedback rather than closing them down. And that's exactly what Adam Grant is trying to advocate. And now here's the part you've been waiting for. Listen out for Mookie in this short segment about COVID. Is anyone talking about doing an Australia and effectively making those state lines hard borders? Not that I'm aware of, but um, going back to Raoul's piece, the super spreader events, that story just sounds chillingly familiar. A Stanford study found that uh, political rallies that Donald Trump launched last year led to 30,000 cases and over 700 deaths. So it just seems that we we don't seem to learn anything. There needs to be more cross-border cooperation. And you can hear more of the BBC programme by googling BBC Business Matters for April 21st, 2021. We discuss artificial intelligence, drones, as well as Biden's inspiring action on climate change. Check back soon on Fresh Dialogues to hear more from Adam Grant.